Welcome to the Get Emergent podcast. This is a podcast that focuses on leadership development, improving communication, and enhancing team performance. My name is Cindy Massengill. And I'm Ralph Simone. And today we're continuing our series on building high-performing teams and what that looks like. We're focusing, uh, our topic today we're calling Meeting Madness. (laughs) This is um, one very near and dear to our heart. You know what, Ralph, an article I just recently read was about um, the amount of time that executives spend in meetings. It, It said that they spend about 23 hours a week in meetings and that 17% of the meetings that they're attending feel like they're productive for the group. What do you think of those stats? Well, first of all, it's abysmal, but I don't think the numbers are that high. I think people spend more time in meetings, and I think most of them are less effective. And as we started this podcast, we have to stop the madness. We were, we were talking to a guy uh, last week who said he works until midnight so he can get all of his work done that he doesn't get done during the day because he's in meetings. Mm-hmm. And and I guess the look on my face was like, are you kidding me? Really? Right, right. You know, and, who, and, and, and I did say to him, as you recall, whose fault is that? Right. And so we, we, there's a real opportunity to boost the productivity, the engagement, and the effectiveness by uh, stopping the madness. There's a relevance. There's um, we need meetings, right? We need them. We need them for information sharing. We need them for decisions. We need them for collaboration, relationship building. But I think it's gotten to uh, you know we called it an epidemic. It's gotten to a point where we're meeting, and for many, even of my clients, sometimes they go to meetings and they don't even know what the context is for the meeting or why they're meeting completely unprepared and i think this is like automatic pilot run amok we're just scheduling back-to-back meetings we're just inviting people we need to take time and step back and give some thought to do we need a meeting Mm -hmm. who do we need and what's the intended outcome because going back to what you were saying and what your client experienced we have meetings back to back and then the deep work or the real work that we're hired to be doing gets done in the morning, early morning, at night, or on weekends. And people wonder why they're working 70 hours a week. Meetings are taking over our schedule. It's, it's ridiculous. And, and I think that the you know, taking personal responsibility to really take a look at uh, when do we need group work When is it individual work and when is it some combination of the two? But I think it requires people to step back and really look at what is the purpose of the meeting? Who do they need to have there? And then what work can be done independently? Mm -hmm. You bring up a really good point. Um, You know, when you think about uh, you just said thinking about who who is at the meeting. How many times do you go to a meeting and then you have to schedule another meeting because the right people aren't at the table? Exactly. Well, you know, one of the things that uh, I'm always amazed at is that we just send these things out, like that we don't check in with people first, we don't socialize the idea. We don't even have the conversation. Do we have to have a meeting on this topic? And again, I think a lot of it has to do with how quickly we're moving. We're moving at warp speed, and consequently, we're not deliberately creating the meetings that we need to move the needle in the organization. 
the right meeting, the right meetings, right meetings need. with the right people right. at the right times. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we've had a lot of clients fight us on getting more of the system in the room early to talk about direction, to talk about challenges, to talk about opportunities, and then whittle it down to smaller teams and individual work. Why? So that you have more people on the same page, and so that the independent work and the smaller subgroups can be aligned with the overarching purpose and goals of the organization. You know, I, I talked earlier also, uh, I agree with everything that you just said, but one of, you know, one of the things I think is important also is thinking about how leaders are using their people and are they actually empowering them to make a decision? Because while meetings sometimes are about making decisions collaboratively, we also have an opportunity to allow people to make the decisions once we've put all the information on the table, let them run with it. Meetings meetings aren't to continue to check in and make continue to make decisions. You want people to feel empowered to make decisions so that we can avoid some of these little meetings in between. I think it would be good if people would just video the the posture and the energy of all the meetings they're currently having. You know, it's interesting because in 1985, I'd love to, I'd love to trot this this video back out. The Muppets had a had a had a little video called. What's this meeting all about? <laughs> and the guy goes, I don't know, but everybody's going. Somebody could lose their job. Oh, you know, and, and all of the and it was funnier than hell, but it was funny because it was relevant. And right. and you people know, relate to that. Yeah, we've yeah. talked about putting uh, mirrors in conference rooms. I think we should video. Uh, you know, and so c- people could see just how effective or ineffective, but check, just check the energy of the participants in a meeting or better yet, lack thereof. Mm-hmm. You know, they walk in, their heads are down, right? They're checked out. They're not engaged. Why? If this was a meeting that was important to the organization and they understood why they were there, that would rarely exist. But they're meeting to death. What would be... What would be the group norms that we would recommend as an organization around meetings or best practices around meetings? Certainly fewer meetings. Uh, I think secondly, there would be more uh, meetings that would include the the entire system earlier on as it related to direction and culture and expectations. And then there would be way more individual work and people would kind of be you know left on their own to seek the help they needed to accomplish the tasks relevant to the organization's mission so potentially what you're saying is maybe have an a longer meeting up front that includes more people so that you reduce the meetings on the back end and the people participate absolutely okay. to mitigate the meeting after the meeting right you know one of the things that we find uh is, that's the biggest productivity uh lagger in organizations is mis- misalignment people don't understand uh, the mission of the organization, the high leverage goals, and so there's a lot of people working across purpose. So getting more people on board with the focus of the organization sooner rather than later. Okay. So mine would be, um, without exception, every meeting has an intention or a purpose or an agenda ahead of time. We know why we're going to the meeting. 
what's going to be accomplished and in what time frame. And by the way, time frame. Meetings don't always have to be 60 minutes. Ah. They can be 45 minutes. It's a limitation of outlook, according to some people, yeah. whatever that means. I <laughs> yeah. mean, just schedule it for when you need to have it. And I think that's about it. The other thing I think is be willing to change them up. Make them longer. Make them shorter. Make them stand up. Make them walking meetings. Do Be willing to change things up. Why? Because when we change the environment, we change the energy, we change the perspective, we change the outcome. Okay. Uh, next on the list, I think, of best practices is share documents ahead of time. Let Don't read through how many meetings have we been to where people bring a document, pull it up on a PowerPoint, and we got to go through it line by line. As opposed to sharing it ahead of time, we review it so that the meeting can actually go quicker. Well, it's about what we'll talk about later, commitments. Let's, let's be prepared, let's be committed for the meeting, and let's engage. But the next, you know, I, I'm not very patient with this, but I don't need somebody reading off of the slide something that I've already read. Uh, I find that a complete waste of time. So here's the next thing on my list. And I want to ask you a question. How, if I have a meeting from one to two and from two to three and from three to four. You already screwed up. When do you go to the bathroom? How do you get from point A to point B and be on time for each of those three meetings? Unless you can beam yourself up, Scotty, in Star Trek. You can't possibly manage that effectively. You can't. In fact, I I was thinking about this yesterday. Uh, A success of one of my uh, coaching clients recently was that she took time to go to the bathroom during the day. I was like, really? Wow. Uh, Good for you. And but the reason that she didn't is because she's got back to back to back meetings. That madness has got to stop. That's a recipe for wasting time mm-hmm. unless all the meetings are in the same room so let's summarize it fewer meetings context ground rules no back-to-back meetings bigger meetings with more of the whole system earlier to create alignment question whether it has to be a 60-minute meeting as opposed to a 45-minute meeting or even a 30-minute meeting and how you do it walking around standing up Go outside. They don't all have to be. And have some meeting free days so some work can get done so that people aren't working till midnight to get the real work done. If I hear that again, real work should be done in meetings. Mm -hmm. We're not doing real work. What are we doing in those meetings? So there you have it. Our best practices around stopping this epidemic of meeting madness. And in, in this, and I do want to put people on notice in this, you own your calendar. Take responsibility for the meetings that you invite people to and the invitations you accept. Uh, no more whining. Take, take charge. Be the victor, not the victim. So this is a good lead into our next episode that we're going to be doing in this series on building high-performing teams around building trust. So let's talk about that next time. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. <laughs>